With more than 500 programs a year, there is never a dull moment at the Commonwealth Club. If you're a fan of this podcast and you like hearing new and provocative discussions with the most interesting people in the world, consider showing your support by joining the Commonwealth Club and ensuring that the conversations never end. Visit commonwealthclub.org slash special to get special rates on membership. Thank you for joining us for another podcast from the Commonwealth Club. Good afternoon, everybody, and thanks so much for being here. I'm Peter Fish, and I'm very pleased to serve as the chair of the Commonwealth Club's 89th Annual California Book Awards. This is our 89th Annual Award Ceremony and our first online ceremony where our award-winning authors appear from the comfort of their own homes. Joining me as hosts are two of my esteemed co-jurors, Mary Ellen Hannibal and Christopher Chen. Over its 89 years, the California Book Awards has honored many of the most important voices in American literature. Among them, Joan Didion, Ishmael Reed, Amy Tan, Hector Tobar, and Viet Thanh Nguyen. We give awards in eight categories, fiction, first fiction, nonfiction, juvenile, young adult, poetry, Californiana, and contribution to publishing. For all the categories, our criteria are pretty simple. The winning books have to have been written here in California and published in the past year, and they have to be superlatively, unforgettably good. Now, before we start the awards, a few very heartfelt thanks. First, to Commonwealth Club President and CEO, Gloria Duffy, and Club Program Director, George Dobbins, whose support and encouragement make these awards happen. And this year, special thanks to the club's tech wizards, Mark Kirchner and Spencer Campbell, who have worked wonders in moving the book awards from their usual home in the Commonwealth Club's physical home on the Embarcadero in San Francisco to this, its online home. Thanks, too, to the late Dr. Martha Cox, longtime book award juror and founder of the Center for Steinbeck Studies at San Jose State University, whose generous gift enables us to give cash grants to each of our award winners. Finally, special thanks to our book award jurors. They spend months reading, discussing, and debating the hundreds of books that are submitted for award consideration. Then they have the tough but vastly rewarding job of selecting the best of the best for these awards. So many, many thanks to Rosalind Chang, Christopher Chen, Roy Eisenhart, Susan Frankel, Ted Joya, Mary Ellen Hannibal, Sally Kim, Alden Mudge, Denise Newman, Sarah Rosenthal, Stephen Salm, Sarah Stone, and Mary Toffer. And now on to our award-winning books. Our first category is nonfiction, presented by Mary Ellen Hannibal. Hi, all. Welcome to the California Book Awards. I've been a part of the jury for a long time, and so this is a first for me, doing it virtually. Uh, I read for the nonfiction category, and it's a real treat every year. My team reads about 130 books, and um, it often feels like we're getting a sampling of the zeitgeist. We get everything from memoir to history to biography to science. This year, we have some really stellar finalists, all very much worth your uh, time. And these are Shadowlands by Anthony McCann, The White Devil's Daughters by Julia Flynn Seiler, and, the, and uh, those are the two finalists. I'll move right on to the Gold Award winner, which is The Heartbeat of Wounded Knee by David Truer. In this passionately argued and deeply researched book, 
Truer deploys history, reportage, and memoir to surface the history of Native America in the 150 years since the massacre at Wounded Knee. And here's David Truer. David Troyer here, just a acceptance speech, I suppose, in this time of Zoom. I wish we could meet in person, and I wish I could accept the California Book Award in person. I'm so incredibly humbled and happy to receive this, this award, and it means a lot to me. California's been my, my surrogate home for the past 10 years, and it's uh, a big state with a lot of energy, a lot of writers, a lot of talent, a lot of amazing work uh, coming out of and um, a part of California. And to win this award means so much to me. I wish we could all celebrate in person, but at least with books, you know, we can build uh, bridges between us, even if we're not able to meet face to face. So thank you so much for this award. Thank you so much uh, for, for honoring the book and for, for honoring me. I'm, I'm humbled and, and grateful. Thank you. So now on to our Silver Award winner. Uh, this is a really unique book, Know My Name by Chanel Miller. Miller focuses on the impact of a, a violent attack by Brock Turner at Stanford University. And then in this book, she, she supersedes the constraints of that trauma in a remarkable narrative of courage and self-determination. And it's a great read. Chanel Miller. Hello, Commonwealth Club. Thank you for honoring me today. I recently moved from California to New York City where there are no swimming pools, even though it is so hot. So it is safe to say that I already miss California immensely. But I just want to say thank you. I wrote my memoir in a tiny little house on a little hilltop in San Francisco. And I think a lot about how much California took care of me while I was writing, while I was processing grief anytime I was upset. I would instinctively gravitate toward water, hop in my car, drive to Ocean Beach, to Half Moon Bay, and plop myself down in the sand and look out at the expanse of sea and feel that that vastness was able to absorb whatever grief I was feeling. Anytime I was writing or going through court transcripts for research and would be filled with anger, I would simply have to step outside, walk beneath the eucalyptus trees, inhale the mint and all the mulch, and inhale the fog and be soothed by that. So California made it possible for me to do the difficult and lonely work of writing and more importantly than the landscape is the community. Because my memoir revolves around a trauma that happened in my hometown, it's really important that I continue to have warmer memories to rewrite the more difficult ones. And so I want to thank you for reminding me that I will always be welcome at home and that I can be celebrated and that there are people elevating me and uplifting me as I continue to find my way in the world. So thank you so much for this award. I hope to meet you all in person and I'm sure I will be back at some point to dip my toe in the ocean because it is brutally humid here. So thank you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris Chan, and I'm one of the poetry jurors. 
Uh, I think it's often said at award ceremonies like these that it's difficult to select winners among so many great books. But this year, uh, I think uh, the list of finalists for the category of poetry it reflects a truly astonishing range of writing published in California. These collections really can't be compared. And I want to encourage readers to explore the work of all of our finalists. So when read together, I think these books really give us a sense of the vibrancy of contemporary poetry and its distinctive ways of engaging with both complexly layered experiences as well as the political urgency of our moment. So the finalists in the poetry category are Street Gloss by Brent Armendinger, A Little More Red Sun on the Human by Gillian Connolly, A Jazz Funeral for Uncle Tom by Harmony Holiday, Monsters I Have Been by Kenji Liu, and Magical Negro by Morgan Parker. So the winner of our gold medal in poetry is Magical Negro by Morgan Parker. In this book, Morgan Parker's poems blend rage and despair with razor-sharp humor to convey the nearly overwhelming challenge of trying to free oneself from the daily double dose of racism and sexism that black women face in the United States. In response to a welter of media images that seem to perpetually preempt a speaker's sense of themselves, these poems construct a rhetorical presence that's so lively and barbed and funny that every turn of phrase draws blood. So uh, let's hear from Morgan Parker. Hi, my name is Morgan Parker, and I just want to say thank you to everyone at the Commonwealth Club and to all my readers. Um, I'm so excited that Magical Negro is the winner of the California Book Award in poetry, especially because it is the first book that I finished as a resident of California. I also want to say thanks for nominating my first young adult novel, Who Put This Song On. I couldn't be um, prouder to be a resident of this fantastic state, and I'm so grateful for all of the readers and all the supporters that I have here at the Commonwealth Club and throughout the state. Thank you so much. And this one is for all the Blacks. So the winner of our silver medal in poetry is A Jazz Funeral for Uncle Tom by Harmony Holiday. So this book uh, is by a poet who is the daughter of Northern Soul singer-songwriter Jimmy Holiday. Uh, it's a collection that pushes the boundaries of contemporary experimental poetry. It's deeply informed by contemporary Black music, from Bop to Frank Ocean. And the poems in this collection enter a series of songs as portals into death, grief, heartbreak, and overlapping histories of Black life and death in America. So uh, let's hear from Harmony Holiday. Hi, I'm Harmony Holiday. And I'm super grateful to be here and to honor all the authors. Thank you to the California Book Awards. And I am just going to read a short speech on my book, A Jazz Funeral for Uncle Tom. This book was a personal ritual and moving myself into a new subject position, truly killing my idols in search of a version of the world that doesn't rely on them as muses. It's play, curiosity, conversation with them and myself and my friends and family, reckoning and also wrecking ball. And it was also unexpected. The title came to me one night and then the form shortly after. Calm response, inspired by idioms in Black improvised music. And then I realized that the poems, many of them I'd already written. And I set out putting it together, not even sure it would become a full-length collection. Lessening creative arrivals and letting them exist on their own terms. I had no expectations of it. It was a kind of book I wanted to sneak in. It was just for me not trying to be anything, not objectifying itself, trying not to become just another item for sale by being a ritual that could dig into the overlooked and living ritual of the jazz funeral. 
the modes of black mourning that are also acts of celebration, the way we innately privilege a soul, and the endless conversation between the living and the so-called dead when left to ourselves, and that coerce into alien traditions and forms. And I just wanted to celebrate, to celebrate black life, and so I'm grateful that I get to, with this prize from the state I grew up in, and in conversation with writers and readers who, I, who understand what I'm lamenting and celebrating and how these two registers mingle in Black life and in my other. Thank you to everyone who read the book and who might read it and to everyone who made its existence in the world possible, especially Birds LLC, the publisher, and Samson for seeing my vision all the way through, even when it uh, changed form sometimes. And yeah, I'm just grateful. Hope everyone gets to enjoy and celebrate within the book in some of the ways that I did. Also, congrats especially to Morgan. So grateful for your book and that we get to celebrate our books together. And grateful to the California Book Awards. Have a great night, everyone. Thank you. Okay, so our next categories are fiction and first fiction, and they'll be presented by Peter Fish. I'm going to echo what Chris just said about the poetry and that um, it's always really tough to choose winners out of our group of finalists. And I would urge all of you uh, who are listening to this to to read all of our finalists because they're all genuinely kind of um, life-changing books in, in many different ways. So the finalists in our fiction category roam the globe from Uruguay to Southern California to New Orleans. What unites them is the way each of these books tackles some of the toughest issues of contemporary life, race, gender, class, justice, in new and compelling ways. The finalists are Your House Will Pay by Steph Chaw, Cantoras by Carolina de Robertes, The Other Americans by Leila Lalami, The Revisioners by Margaret Wilkerson Sexton, and the winner of our gold medal in fiction is Your House Will Pay by Steph Chaw. In this riveting novel, a shooting in Los Angeles in 1991 reverberates tragically in the Los Angeles of today. Working in the tradition of Raymond Chandler, James M. Cain, and Walter Mosley, Steph Chaw shows how the suspense novel can real, reveal some of the most lacerating truths about American society. Now, let's hear from Steph Chaw. I'm honored to receive this year's California Book Awards Gold Medal in Fiction, and I'm only sorry that I can't express my gratitude in person. I was born and raised in California. I've been in Los Angeles most of my life and went to college in the Bay Area, and I don't expect I'll live anywhere else. I love the weather, of course, but I also love the culture, including the rich literary tradition of the Golden State. I'm proud of my state and the authors who get it down on paper, including my fellow nominees Carolina de Robertes, Margaret Wilkerson Sexton, and Leila Lalami and I'm moved and frankly kind of stunned that my book gets to hang out with so many great works by other California writers. I want to thank the California Commonwealth Club and the judges of the California Book Awards for this incredible honor. I'd also like to thank my agent, Ethan Bassoff, my editor, Zach Wagman, and the rest of my team at Echo. A huge thanks, too, to my family, most of all my husband, Matt, and a hi, baby, to my four-month-old son, Leo, a new Californian and future reader. Your House Will Pay is a book about racism and violence, protest and politics, and the struggles of ordinary people to make sense of personal tragedy and large-scale social movements. I started writing it in 2014 after the murder of Michael Brown, and this summer I watched history repeat itself with the murder of George Floyd. I love my city, my state, and my country. But part of that love is a desire for us to be better, 
to live up to the promise of progress, opportunity, and equality that gives us our golden reputation. I've been ruined on my own little island thanks to the pandemic and the newborn, and I can't wait to see people again, to reunite with the world, and I hope we come out kinder and stronger rather than more desperate and divided. Thank you for tuning in to the Book Awards and for all the support you've given to me and my novel. I hope you're reading well while you stay healthy and happy at home. Our next category is First Fiction. As its name proclaims, our First Fiction category honors books by California authors who had not previously published a book of fiction. Our five finalists show that truly gifted writers can attain mastery their first time out of the gate. They are Last of Her Name by Mimi Locke, 99 Nights in Logar by Jamil Kochai, On Swift Horses by Shannon Pufal, and A Prayer for Travelers by Ruchika Tomar, and Home Remedies by Juliana Wang. And the winner of our gold medal in first fiction is Home Remedies by Juliana Wang. Home Remedies is a knockout debut, a brilliantly innovative, kaleidoscopic short story collection that effortlessly ranges across geography and social class, from Beijing to Paris to Manhattan's Chinatown. And now, here's Juliana Wang. Thank you very much for this huge, huge honor. It's such a privilege to share this award with all the other honorees whose books I admire so much and whose writing inspires me to push the boundaries of what literature can do. I arrived in California in second grade, not even knowing my ABCs. I can still picture Los Angeles from the sky from my first glimpse of it. I'm still sentimental about my first avocado, my first palm tree, my first afternoon spent in the local library learning how to read before I knew how to pronounce any of the words. Short stories are my first love in literature and writing them is my greatest thrill. A whole life in 15 pages. I will forever be in awe of this form, indebted to it and extremely lucky to be able to do it. Thank you to the Commonwealth Club of California for your support of writers, and for choosing my first collection. This medal means so much. Thank you. And the winner of our silver medal in first fiction is Last of Her Name by Mimi Locke. The short stories in Mimi Locke's collection are smart, funny, poignant, and brutal. And the novella that ends the book will stay with you for the rest of your life. We welcome Mimi Locke. Thank you so much to the Commonwealth Club and to all of the jury members for this award. It's such an honor to be recognized alongside so many amazing authors. I would strongly urge everyone to drop what they're doing, go over to bookshop.org and order every single book on this list and order multiple copies of authors that are offering perspectives that are rarely given space. I wrote the stories in Last of Her Name because I didn't see myself in the literature that was already out there. So I'd also urge folks to uh, buy multiple copies from small presses um, who tend not to be read as widely as they deserve. These are often publishers who have spent years, sometimes decades, nurturing and promoting important and marginalised voices. Kaya Press is one of these publishers, and I'm so grateful that they decided to take a chance on me and on this book. Sun Young Lee, my brilliant editor on this collection, thank you for wanting to understand me 
as a writer before you even touched a single word of the manuscript. I realised how lucky I was and how rare that was. And to everyone else at Kaya Press, thank you so much for all of your hard work and passion. To Alison Sinclair, publicist extraordinaire at Nectar Literary, thank you for helping the book get out into the world. And to my family and friends, thank you for supporting me, even when you didn't necessarily understand what the hell it was that I was doing. Thank you for not once saying, are you sure you couldn't be doing something else with your time? Even if you were thinking it, and God knows, I wouldn't blame you. Thank you for not saying it. That meant a lot. So thank you once again for this lovely recognition. And everyone, stay safe and take care. Our next categories are Juvenile and Young Adult, introduced by Christopher Chin. Hi there. So uh, our first category uh, is going to be Juvenile Literature. Uh, and it's, again, an extraordinary uh, range of books that include graphic novels um, as well as um, just books that are a text. The finalists in the juvenile category are uh, A Place to Belong by Cynthia Kadohata, Extraordinary Birds by Sandy Stark McGinnis, Guts by Raina Telgemeier, Stargazing uh, by Jen Wang, so uh, the winner of the gold medal in Juvenile uh, is A Place to Belong by Cynthia Katohata. And um, it's a book really that focuses on a tragic period in the American uh, past and, and really brings it to life, to heartbreaking life uh, today. Uh, and it's a, it's a book that's, of course, focused on Japanese uh, internment uh, and the struggle and challenge of navigating that reality as a child. Uh, so let's hear from Cynthia uh, Katohata. Hi, I'm honored and humbled to be receiving this award that so many great California writers in the past have won. A Place to Belong is a book that means a lot to me. A few years ago, in a kitchen in Cudahy, California, I watched as an old man was dying. Decades earlier, he and his family had been shipped to Tokyo after being released from Tule Lake, where he had renounced his citizenship. Before he died, he said to me, everything the government did was wrong. They knew we weren't dangerous. At age 21, he'd saved the lives of his younger siblings who were also shipped to Japan. He had given up every dream he'd ever had in order to find a way in the devastated Tokyo area to feed his family and to ensure that his younger siblings had a path forward in life. He lied and he stole in Japan. When he regained his U.S. citizenship more than a decade later, he opened an Azalea nursery and returned to the honest life of hard work that he'd lived before the war. His death reminded me of the great scene in the movie Blade Runner, where a replicant feels empathy for his nemesis and decides to save his life right before he himself dies. The replicant says, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser Gate. All those moments will be lost in time like tears and rain. Time to die. A Place to Belong was my attempt to prevent a particular moment in history to being lost in time like tears and rain. Thank you very much for honoring this book. So our next category is young adult um, fiction, and the finalists are The Voice in My Head by Dana L. Davis. 
Who Put the Song On by Morgan Parker, also nominated in the poetry category. Patron Saints of Nothing by Randy Rebay. Frankly in Love by David Yoon. And the winner of our gold medal in Young Adult is Frankly in Love by David Yoon. Uh, and it's a, it's a book which combines sweet romance, goofy humor, and a keen anti-racist sensibility in one warm, intelligent, life-affirming book. So let's uh, hear from David Yoon. Hi, everyone. I'm David Yoon, uh, and I'm so thrilled to be receiving the Gold Award um, in Young Adult Literature for my novel, Frankly in Love. Um, it's such an honor. And I need to thank, first, uh, my editor, Jen Klonsky at Penguin, for believing so much in this book and supporting it with the full weight of her team. You guys have done an amazing job, and look where we are. Uh, and I also need to thank um, Josh Bank, Sarah Banks, and Joel Hobika for all their hard work and dedication. And I do need to give a special thanks to my wife, Nicola Yoon, uh, for believing in me when at times I didn't quite believe in myself. Um, thank you, sweetie. Uh, and Frankly in Love is about, it started out as, as a, a rom-com about fake dating, but then it quickly took a turn toward uh, family drama land, dealing with issues of race and you know, g immigrant generational gaps and and parents and, and, and those kind of issues that have been percolating in my, my head and my heart for a long time. And I'm absolutely honored that um, the Commonwealth Club has recognized my story because it's a very personal story for me. And it's set in California. All my books are set in California um, because I, as a, as a native Californian, I'm, I'm super proud from where I'm from. Uh, I think it's the greatest state in the union. And uh, we're almost like a very special, unique country to ourselves. That's what makes this award such a special honor, because I believe that California is one of the most truly diverse and exciting and, and, uh, and, and, and vibrant places in, in the world. Uh, there's no other place like it. And the fact that you read my book and you liked it, it, it makes me so proud to be Californian today. So I need to extend my, my, my biggest, most heartfelt thanks to everyone at the Commonwealth Club, for their recognition, and also to all the judges who read and actually like my book. Thank you so much. This means the world to me. Thank you. So our final categories are Californiana uh, and Contribution to Publishing, introduced by Mary Ellen Hannibal. Thanks, Chris. Contribution to Publishing and Californiana are two special categories focused on unique contributions to our understanding of this amazing state that we call home. We uh, don't really have finalists for these categories, and they vary very much from year to year what, what kind of books receive these awards. The gold medal for Californiana this year goes to Mark Arax for The Dreamt Land. Elucidating the politics, engineering, and environmental impacts of agriculture on California water, Mark Arax produces an encyclopedic yet personal portrait of one of the defining issues of our time. Hey there. I'm Mark Arax, and I'm joining you from my house in Fresno, grateful that the Commonwealth Club has gathered us under one tent, virtual though it may be. I began writing books 25 years ago to answer what I thought was a straightforward question. What is this place I'm from? My search began in Fresno, where my grandparents had arrived in 1920 after a genocide, and where my father, Ara, was born in a vineyard and where he was murdered in his nightclub in 1972, a crime that went unsolved. That question of California then took me to Tulare Lake, 
or what used to be Tulare Lake, the biggest body of fresh water west of the Mississippi, where four tribes of Yokuts used to fish and where these cotton barons from the south, chased out by the boll weevil, came and dammed the rivers and canaled them and drained the lake dry. This is how the plantation came west. And they brought with them not just their mint juleps, but their black cotton pickers. And I found them 75 years later in the alkali dust. I gathered more than 200 hours of their oral histories. And I was fortunate to do so because they're all gone now. So much literature written in the East is concerned with dramas that take place in bedrooms and living rooms, inside heads. Um, We're not unconcerned about such matters out West, but there is a character that we have to grapple with first, and that is the land. I mean, we took a chunk of earth a thousand miles long from the natives and called it one state. That was no little hubris. I remember getting a note from my editor after he'd read the first draft of The Dreamt Land, and he wrote to me, he underlined a bunch of of passages in the book, and these are some of them. The greatest concentration of natives in North America, the most altered landscape in the history of man, the grandest hydraulic system moving water from where it is to where it isn't, ever seen, the most industrialized farm belt the world ever knew. And then he asked, how can one place be responsible for so many damn superlatives? I wrote him back and said, it's California. I want to end with a toast. I wrote a story once in a book called West of West called Confessions of an Armenian Moonshiner. And I have to confess to you that we have continued to brew our own uh, jackass liquor in a still that uh, must be, you know, that its whereabouts must be hidden. But I want to toast all of my fellow winners and thank the Commonwealth Club uh, for for this honor. So I'm going to grab a little shot of moonshine, and it's made from a musk, a, a grape that has a hint of muscat called sorbet. And nothing travels faster from mouth to chest than this drink. So to all my fellow award winners, to the Commonwealth Club, thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers. That was awesome. (laughs) Our final book tonight is for contribution to publishing. This is an award we don't give every year because it goes to a California publishing house for an innovative or otherwise essential book project. And they don't always come around. Uh, This year award goes to one of our beloved publishers, Chronicle Books. Uh, For Jim Marshall, Show Me the Picture. This is a a remarkable uh, trove of photographs by the the world's premier rock and roll photographer who was at the front row, had front row seats to everything (laughs) from the Rolling Stones to Jimi Hendrix and even farther back into to uh, jazz roots and blues roots of, of rock and roll and further on. Um, this gorgeous book of Marshall's photographs has a great text, putting him in perspective and, and uh, elucidating his talents. And it focuses, um, its focus on rock and roll is documented from um, an unprecedented perspective. 
So here is Bridget Watson Payne from Chronicle Books to accept the award. Hello, I'm Bridget Watson Payne, Editorial Director of Art and Photography Publishing at Chronicle Books. Thank you so very much to the Commonwealth Club for this amazing honor. We must pause, first and foremost, to give thanks and remembrance to Jim Marshall. Jim was not just a rock and roll photography legend, he was also a San Francisco legend. And Chronicle Books is a San Francisco publisher. So for Show Me the Picture to receive the Californiana Award is just fantastic. We've had a long and rich publishing history, first with Jim and more recently with his estate. So it was a tremendous opportunity to get to publish this, the first career-spanning monograph of his work. Enormous kudos are due to Amelia Davis and all her hard work, not only as the author of this book, but also as the keeper of Jim's photographic legacy, a role she plays with a grace and panache that does him proud. Thanks are also due to the book's contributors, Karen Grigsby-Bates, Michelle Morgetz, Joel Selvin, and Meg Schiffler for lending their insightful words to this volume, and the wonderful team here at Chronicle Books who helped make this book a reality. Mirabel Korn, Michelle Posner, Aaron Thacker, Steve Kim, Alison Weiner, Sarah Lynn Goh, and Diane Levinson. Together they made a book that is a tribute to June's work, and this award is such an amazing tribute to that book. Thank you very much. Well, that is our awards, and I will just say, you know, if I had known there was going to be drinks, I would have been ready, but soon. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, this concludes the 89th Annual California Book Awards Ceremony. Congratulations to our medal winners and to all of our finalists. Thank you all for joining us in the celebration of the depth and breadth and creativity of California literature. And as always, happy reading. You've been listening to the Commonwealth Club of California. Hear thousands of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you like what you've heard, please consider supporting our work and help us bring 500 programs a year to listeners like you. Go to commonwealthclub.org donate. Think your way around the world with our travel programs to exciting domestic and international destinations. And when you're in the Bay Area, please join us live at our events. Thank you for listening and for your support.